Hello and welcome everybody to an all new episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. We got a big one. I always say that. I, I gotta find, I don't want to turn into like, <laughs> I don't want that to be the catchphrase of the show. I got a big one. Wait, actually that one might not be too bad. I got a big one. We, it's, uh, it's gonna be a good show. We have a lot, we have a lot to cover. How about that? We're going to get into, uh, just to say, here's what's on the horizon. we got to talk about uh, the, the shootings and Shinzo Abe and all that stuff. And, I, and what I think is really going on here. And I, whatever, I've thought about it a lot. I always stay away from the hot takes. I don't, I don't like the hot takes on Twitter, the people who, like, need, knee-jerk reactions, not good, not good. we got to talk about what's going on. With the, uh, the the farmers in in the Netherlands, the the Dutch farmers, and and what's coming to Canada, and the world's food supply, the this it ain't good, it ain't good. And of course, Hunter Biden, Hunter just can't stay. Hunter Biden is he wants to get caught. It's just that simple. He wants to bring, there's a hunk of him that wants to bring down the whole house of cards. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about China. China. And uh, and the Rona and the Georgia Guidestones and Stranger Things and Kenobi and Elon Musk's Twitter deal and Chick-fil-A and the Greg Gutfeld show and my new favorite Biden. My new favorite Biden End of quote, repeat the line. That could be, end of quote, repeat the line. <laughs> and yes, sadly, I have, I have the guitar. We got a big show, a big show coming up. We're recording guitar songs that we're just making up. So uh, thanks for being here. You are my best friend. <laughs> you are my best friend in the... Okay, I'm not going to do the whole thing. I'm just being silly. Got to try to be silly. Had such a good time. Oh, we'll talk about this. We'll start with this. The Greg Gutfeld Show. The Greg Gutfeld Show. And I made some new friends down there. Some really... There's an interesting... Gutfeld has got the world on a string, you guys. Greg is. Uh, don't worry about Greg. Actually, no. Do worry about Greg. We need. We need Greg around. This. This actually goes to my whole uh, uh, school shooting point in a weird, weird way. But uh, I want to say hi to uh, the, the 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 people that we met. I was talking to some folks backstage. Met this dude named Robert Johnson. Incredible uh, guitar player. And uh, he makes guitars and a huge, I want to have him on this show. I want to have him on this show. I got to get Brian Hayner back on too to talk about some of his, uh, I want to talk musical stories and behind the scenes. But this dude, Robert Johnson, he's been uh, hanging with Greg. I think he's going to be doing some uh, musical direction for Greg's live show. Uh, And the dude goes way back, like back to Isaac Hayes. So Robert Johnson... Sorry about my guitar playing, but it was really great to meet you. Good hanging with you. I wish we could have uh, hung out longer. And also, hey, welcome to a a few new uh, Patreon people. How about that? How about that? Patreon people get 
uh, an extra segment of the show. There's two segments up here, and then the Patreon peeps get another segment, and that it's just a wonderful thing. And so I encourage you all to become Patreons and be part of the, the winning team. Working on a new shirt for the Patreon people. Yeah. Making some adjustments to the logo. Okay. Let's get the uh let's get the the bad part out of the way. <laughs> Some could say that's what we've been doing. I want to talk about the the shootings and and the Shinzo Abe and and all this. The Shinzo Abe, I'll just use this to make my point. Some guy wanted Shinzo Abe off the planet. The 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 he was the, he used to be the retired he used to be the retired he used to be the the prime minister of japan and boy the the media didn't treat his assassination well they're like ultra nationalist shinzo abe trump fan shinzo hey if the guy's looking out for japan i'll be honest i don't know a boatload about shinzo abe other than there was a i remember when trump went over there and they were feeding i think they were koi or something and so the media, at one point, they, Shinzo Abe and Trump both have like a box of like fish food and they, they're just like kind of scooping it out and feeding it to the koi. And Shinzo throws out a scoop and then Trump throws out a scoop and they're laughing and Shinzo throws out a scoop and then Trump throws out a scoop and then Shinzo Abe uh, takes what's left in his little wooden box of fish food and he dumps it in the, in the pond. And then Trump takes the rest of his and he dumps it in the pond and they both laugh and they go on their, their merry way. Well, the media, one of their, it's just so petty and just irritates the shit out of me. They had edited that video to like, look at, to make it look like Trump just walked over and just dumped all the fish food. It's that kind of petty crap that drives me crazy. So anyway, uh, Shinzo Abe. Japan has super strict gun laws. Super strict. They're hardcore. They're hardcore over there. Here's what Japan... Japan uh, Japan doesn't tolerate uh, illegal immigration, and they don't tolerate guns. However, they, they do tolerate some awesome anime. Hmm? Hmm? See me trying to find... To lighten it up? Some dude, and I don't know why... I don't know why. That that's too right now I've I've did some research before the show. They still don't know why this guy did it, but he had a beep. He made a shotgun. He he just made a sh- he made a bunch of different weapons. If you have the will to do something, you'll find a way. Now people over here in the states, you know, oh, we're going to outlaw this, we're going to outlaw that and bing bang boom and I don't know what it is they don't understand about the second amendment. And, and the other thing they don't understand with, with human nature is if someone is hell-bent on committing a horrible act like this, they will find a way. They'll use a car. They'll use a truck. I rem- I still remember. I'm, I'm old enough to remember the dude who drove through the Christmas parade. And they just blew that off. Oh, they just blew that off. And then here comes this uh, this really twisted, like the Uvalde guy, the the... the, the July 4th parade dude and you see these pictures of him and everybody's like oh he was a he was a Trump supporter oh no he was a Biden guy oh no he was a it, it looks to be like he was with the with the women's clothing and some of the pictures and some of the posts like I don't I don't think he was a uh, make America great again type of dude 
But here's what I think is going on. This is uh, this goes to the bigger picture of it all, and why it's always these, or it seems to be, the the majority of these guys. They're at the end of their rope. They have uh, it's a hopelessness, and I can't. I can only imagine. It's like when somebody, boy, this is really light. When someone commits uh, suicide, they, they've got a level of, a friend of mine years ago committed suicide. He had tried and then we did everything we could, you know, to, he had failed and we thought we were doing everything right and eventually he managed to succeed. If someone's hell-bent on doing something, they'll find a way. But with these, like the July 4th guy, he, this is just me, it's like, You've got a hopelessness and then a powerlessness and it's just an overwhelming thing. And, and if you're, you're just like, well, if this is it, I'm taking a bunch of people down with me. It'll be interesting to see. Interesting. I'm, I'm trying to tread lightly here and not be cavalier. Hopefully they'll talk to this kid and, and find out why and what his thought process on, but his thought process was rather. But here's what I'm thinking uh, is going on. We are reaping what we've sown. Not, not us personally, but like as a culture in America, we have just completely torn down, not completely, but damn close, damn close. Everything admirable about being a guy, everything admirable about being a man, and everything now is like some kind of bizarre catch-22. Little boys go to school and, and they find out relatively quickly that, oh, you've got, you've got it easy, and if anything, you're toxic. You're toxic. You, you, were, you were born broken. You are, there's something wrong with you. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and girls need, oh, we got to take the girls to work. I can remember decades of, oh, let's take the girls to work. You know, girls can be scientists. Girls can be scientists and girls can be doctors and girls can be astronauts. Look at that girl. Look how great she is. And I'm not like anti-woman or anti-girl. Listen, Anybody, this is America, anybody can be what they want to be. That's the ideal we're all looking for. But the unintended consequence of elevating women for so long, for decades, is like quietly dudes were just left in the dust. And this is what happens when you start doing identity politics. Oh, you're a guy. Oh, you're, oh you're, a, you're a white guy. You're toxic and life's going to be easy for you. And nope, nope. Dudes, it is tough being a dude. However, it, and this is just my opinion, there used to be always like a an ideal to reach for. You could like, oh, if I just, oh, if I just... Uh, you know, worked a little harder, I could be more like, uh, you know, this weightlifter, or I could be more like this cowboy, or I could be more like this hero. Like, where are the dude heroes now? 
There is no, it used to be like, oh, you got John Wayne. John Wayne's going to go out there and I don't care who's with me. I'm going to make it right. And I don't care what, the Lone Ranger. And and in in war movies, and like you had this thing, Audie Murphy, he didn't want to go to war, but he rose to the occasion and he did this extraordinary thing. And don't you want to be more like him? Don't you want to be more like Charles Lindbergh, kid? Oh boy, if you just ate your Wheaties and drank your milk and really studied hard, you could fly around the world like Charles Lindbergh. There used to be like dude here. I can't think of like dude heroes now. There's always like, there's always, you could say, oh, Elon Musk, you know, and yeah, yeah, to a certain extent, but you just had, you've got such a vocal amount. Oh, Elon Musk just had him. He just had kids out of, he with an executive. Did Everybody's always trying to rip him down. And I'm not saying everybody has to agree about, you know, dude heroes, but sweet Jesus, every movie now, every movie. Every TV show, every Star Wars show, every Marvel, it's just a constant onslaught of, oh, this hero doesn't have together. He's got to learn something from his sassy girl sidekick. I have fucking had it with the sassy girl sidekick. Sweet Lord, attention, Hollywood writers, enough with the frickin', uh, the, the sassy girl sidekick that teaches our hero a little something. Just go down the list. Freaking every single one of them. Sassy girl sidekick. Freaking, okay. Here's what I'm saying. We need to take our foot off the gas of, of elevating one little segment because you're going to make another segment just be hopeless. Oh, what, what can I do? And this is the other problem with this whole, hey, kids, uh, transgender, transgender. You're going to have a bunch of kids who, oh my God, they don't fit in. They're weird. I'm a weirdo and I don't fit in. Here's a fucking newsflash. Every kid goes through that. Every kid. When you're uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, it's in there. It's in there where you're like, I am an absolute loser weirdo. And you just have to plow through. And then when you have some teacher come along and go, you know what the problem probably is? You're probably born in the wrong body. Yeah, you need to, you need to learn how to, uh, you know, have uh, gender reassignment surgery. And that's your problem. And then as a kid, you're like, holy shit, maybe that is, that's probably, you know what? That's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. If I just chopped my dick off, I'd probably fit right in. And guess what? That's not going to solve your problems. Then you're just going to be a pissed off dude in a dress. <laughs> They're doing so much damage. Just stop. Everybody just stop. Women, you're wonderful. You can be whatever you want to be. You want to be a fireman? Be a freaking fireman. But you better be prepared to carry my ass down a ladder. And I'm going to be dead weight, bitch. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be requirements. Listen, like I, I, I did a commercial years ago. With this incredibly lovely girl who was easily like six foot eight, and that was like the whole thing in the commercial. She like picked me up over her head, and I was talking about how great Directv was. Whatever. She yes, yes, awesome girl, just a, a delight. We had such a good time making that. Yes, you can be a fireman, absolutely, but like. 
people also need to realize the truth, the, the real world is harsh and ugly and not everybody's fucking dream comes true. But you can always aspire. You can try. You might, hey lady, you might, not, you're, you're what? You're, you're, you're four foot 11 and you weigh 120 pounds soaking wet. Well, guess what? You probably uh, are not gonna be carrying a lot of uh, dead weight down a three-story fire ladder. But you could do other stuff at the fire department. I just don't, I don't want to rip any, I don't want to build up any one segment of society. I don't want to rip down any other segment of society. Just, it's hard enough without making dudes uh, some kind of scapegoat. Oh, it's toxic. That's a, it's toxic masculinity. You're mansplaining. You're mansplaining. Shut up, mansplainer. And my favorite, the whole, uh, if, if you don't know you're toxic, uh, that's that's the greatest like catch twenty two con job. That's like you don't you know what the majority of people don't even know they're toxic and they're racist. Yeah, that's right. They don't even know they're just walking around on planet. You don't even know you're toxic and you're racist. And you're like, that's weird. I don't I don't feel toxic or racist. See, hit found another one. That is some freaking carnival barker bullshit right there. Okay, so that's my uh, that's my little two cents on what's going on. We got we get guns. Sorry. Second Amendment kids shall not be infringed. I'm going to dig in on that one and uh and all forms. These morons in in Congress and the Senate and oh, this kind of rifle needs to be banned. It's der 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 der. They they have no idea how it works, how many shots, all that other good stuff. And then in the meantime, these same morons who are like, we got to get these guns off the streets of America. Or like, hey, we got to get guns on the street in the Ukraine. Huh, I wonder why Ukraine needs guns. I wonder why Ukraine needs guns. It's almost like uh, someone they don't like is all up in their shit and they want them to leave. So, hey, how about more guns? How about more guns save lives? People don't break into your house when they think you got a gun. And they also don't break in when uh, they think you got a dog. So hopefully everybody has a dog and a gun. What we really need now is a robot dog that barks bullets. I think I think we've seen that in cartoons. That's what we need. It's like the old cartoon where like the cartoon dog uh, accidentally swallows a gun. And you can see like the gun is his tail. And every time he wags his tail, a bullet flies out of his mouth. That's what we need. So let's use that as a segue here in this first uh, topic because this is the kind of crap that it terrifies me. We're talking about robots. That's that's my segue that I'll brag about. Uh, I was on I was on the Gutfeld show on Friday. We had a, a very good time. We had a, a, a very good time. We didn't talk about robots, but I, I I'm mad at myself because I wanted to remind Gregory about this. There is a robot. Someone developed, and they're and they're making it in China. This robot is called the E A T R Eater. It's the Eater, and E A T R stands for Energetically Autonomous Tactical Robot, and it is pretty much like a wood chipper on tank tracks, tank track tank tracks. Tank tracks. This is a horrifying thing. And they have video. They're building them in Japan. They're, or China, rather. They're building them in China. 
And it's like a wood chipper that goes around, scoops up dead bodies, and they run through the chipper, and then I guess the robot can use those as energy. They say on Wiki, I posted about this at theloftestparty.com. They say that the, uh, the, the energetically autonomous tactical robot was a project by Robot Technology Incorporated and Cyclone Power Technologies. They wanted to develop a vehicle that could forage for plant biomass to fuel itself, theoretically operating indefinitely. Huh. It was a concept developed in the, between 2003 and 2009, part of the DARPA military project for the U.S. military. They go, it's no longer being developed. That's so weird. That's so weird because here's the video of one of these things uh, eating people, eating mannequins over in China. They're not messing around. This is like the, the, the Boston Dynamics robot dog. Oh, look at it. It's dancing. Look, it's dancing. The robot dog is dancing. The robot dog is dancing. And then they put a gun on it. And they go, oh, they'll never militarize this. And then the Chinese have these things walking around Hong Kong, telling people to stay inside. Oh, they, and they used them in the U.S. too. They used them in the U.S. And these aren't like search and rescue missions. No, this is like surveillance crap. I'm not really thrilled with, uh, why would, why would China, why would anyone, I, oh, you know what we need? We need a robot that could eat dead bodies, uh, and use that as a fuel to keep going. What in the holy crap is that? End of quote. Repeat the line. Okay. We're going to take a short little break. Oh my gosh, that went fast. Hopefully we're not too down. We're not too depressed. It's it, it's horrible, and I could have dug deeper into like the stats. Like, you know, dudes have it rough, and you gotta aspire, and you gotta hope, and you gotta keep striving, and you gotta think, oh man, if I just kept going, if I just kept going, it would get better, and that is the solution. That is the answer. I remember those. Uh, remember those. 90-pound weakling things. Like, if you ever read comic books as a kid, there was always that, like, that Tony Atlas ad where the, the big guy kicks sand on the dude's face and takes his girl. And what does the guy do? He doesn't go out on a killing spree. He's like, boy, I should start lifting weights. Boom! It's shit like that, kids. All right, come back. We're talking about Hunter Biden. We're talking about Chick-fil-A. The Georgia Guidestones. Oh, the Georgia Guidestones. And I'm going to rail on China for COVID. <laughs> and maybe we'll try to squeeze in some Stranger Things and Kenobi and Elon Musk. But anyway, there's the Patreon segment and you guys are all on Patreon because you're such cool kids. I'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and ten blades? 
Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up. Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are gonna ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're gonna stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are dollarshaveclub.com and the party is on. We're back, everybody. We are so back. And watch out now. I know a guy who just cracked open a can of sugar-free Red Bull. Mm. <laughs> that was my ACDC. Mm. Okay, so much fun. Here's a great noise. Here's a great noise. Some sounds, there's some sounds that are just phenomenal. And here's one that I love. We'll see if you guys can hear this. I love... Can you hear that? That's a fingers sliding up the guitar string. I love that noise. <laughs> you never hear it from good guitar players, but you'll hear it all the time from me. All right, let's dive in. Let us dive in. On June 24th, in the year of our Lord 2022, the Secretary General of the UN warns everybody on the planet, watch out, unprecedented global hunger. Unprecedented global hunger. He says there's uh, 276 million people facing food insecurity. We need, we need export recovery. We need debt relief. Oh, these people, does more food come into that equation? You dipshit. <laughs> Two, hey, everyone, there's, there's 276 people facing food insecurity. There's a global hunger crisis that's going to be unprecedented. So how about some fucking more food, dumbass? Oh, we need debt relief. We need debt relief. Debt relief, uh, no, no. Here's what you need, dummy. Uh, you need more food. So when the UN Secretary General warns of an un unprecedented, my neighbors, unprecedented. You know what you do when there's an unprecedented uh, food supply and uh, unprecedented world hunger. You, you, you stop the farmers from farming. That's what's going on in, uh, in the Netherlands right now. You've got this new government crackdown about uh, it's all it's nitrogen for fuck's sake. Sorry about the language, but this <coughs> This drives me crazy. The, the, this article that I pulled up says, at the heart of the clash between farmers and the Dutch government are moves to protect human health and vulnerable natural habitats from pollution in the form of nitrogen oxides and ammonia, which are produced by uh, industry, transport, and in the waste of livestock. 
So we've been doing this for what? How long have we been developing livestock? 5,000 years? Now it's, oh, now it's a problem. Now, oh, now the nitrogen. And you know what? This is probably a great time to crack down on this. This is a great time. When facing unprecedented, unprecedented uh, global hunger, you know what we should do? We should probably crack down on the farmers. So God bless uh, the people of the Netherlands. The, the, the Dutch are having none of it. They're, they're blocking traffic. They're, I love it when they do the manure thing. They're spraying government buildings with manure. They're dumping crap all over the roads. They're setting hay bales on fire. It's all fantastic. I don't think, listen, if you want to if you want to study the problem, here's an idea. Uh, if you want to figure out something you could do different with the byproducts of the animals, maybe come maybe come up with a solution. But how about you uh you tap the brakes on the hey, let's let's make it hard for the farmers to make food when you're facing an unprecedented global hunger crisis. So they're going to be doing this in Canada too. Uh, old Justin Trudeau, he just loves to uh, micromanage all the problems. That's the thing. It, it, that's the thing that's just so infuriating. Global, unprecedented global hunger crisis. You know what we should do? We should uh, we should change the way the farmers do business. Now would be a really good time to do that. You couldn't you couldn't put it off for a year. You couldn't you couldn't try to find even if. Listen, we, if you've ever drawn, if you've ever driven past uh, like a giant cattle ranch, you know there are some serious smells. But don't, I always thought they used that for fertilizer. I always thought that they just like, you could, you could dry that out and sell it as compost. And like, I thought they made money off of that. Now, I know some goes into the groundwater, blah, 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 blah. We can, listen, I'm not going to fucking solve the problem for you. I'm not going to solve it, but I'm going to tell you this. Your timing is shit. Netherlands, your timing is crap. Canada, it's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Oh, that'll be uh, that'll be our segue. The the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I wrote a thing about this at theloftestparty.com. There's some good stuff. We'll, you know what? We'll do a, We'll do a. Uh, we'll do a. What's on the web? We'll do a. What's on the web too? So many people miss the point on this one, I, and that's me. I guess struggling as a writer. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta improve. I gotta improve as a writer. Ooh, speaking of writer, uh, the book's gonna be coming out soon. And I'm hoping for a 30-day countdown on the book. Don't hold my feet to the fire on that. Talking to an artist about the cover, all this stuff, gonna self-publish on Amazon. Hey, is it The Great Gatsby? No, but it's a good story. It's a fun story, and it's, it's ripped from the headlines. And there's there's romance and there's action. <laughs> Everyone needs a uh, a uh, dystopian comedy. It's 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 set in the not so distant future. I'm not going to talk about that. We're going to get back into the dumbest things I've ever heard. And maybe this is the dumb here here's my t- the dumbest thing I've never heard. The dumbest thing I've never heard. I wrote an article, and the title of it was Over 6 Million Deaths from COVID-19. Maybe we should try to find out how it started, don't you think? 
And oh, the brainiacs, uh, the the brainiacs on on Facebook and Twitter with their with their hot takes. We know how it started. We know how it started. Okay, right, right. Yeah, we have a very good idea, don't we? We have a very good idea. But hey, uh, dumb shits, how come nobody's talking about it? That was the point of the article. Never. Here's my. Here's what I gotta learn. Never write a sarcastic title to an article. I thought the don't you think was would be the key would be the giveaway when the when the title is hey over six million deaths from COVID nineteen maybe we should find out how I should have I should have put another A or two in maybe maybe we should find out how it started don't you think here's the point of the article the six million deaths that that's coming from the World Health Organization they say they say their numbers not mine. Their estimates are 6.3, going on 6.4 million people dead from the Rona. That's a big number. Now, uh, can we quibble about the number and the count? I'd I'd rather not, because that's not the fucking point, dipshits. The dipshit is the world... (laughs) The point is, the World Health Organization, who everyone's going to... Oh, they're the leaders in this. They're Okay, all right, you're the leader. You're the leader, WHO. Freaking with a with a no doctor in charge. You're telling me 6.3, 6.4 million people are dead? Well, that's going to get a holy shitballs from me. That's going to get a holy shitball. 6.3 million people are dead and no one's going to... Has anyone taken... Here's, this is the thing that kills me. No one, no one has taken steps to see that it'll never happen again. No one has even... You, you would think... They would want to aggressively track down exactly how this shit started. I mean, exact, and that's like a uh, they, they, in the article that I was reading. This is like from the the WHO. It was like there, like mm, we may never know. We may never know. Are you fucking high? Are you fucking high? In what universe can you eliminate? 6.3, 6.4 million people. And then globally, everybody is kind of shrugs their shoulders. We may, yeah, we may never know. We may, mm, I guess we'll never know. Is that, how the fuck does that happen? Talk about changing the narrative. That's all I want to talk about. That is all I want to talk about. Well, there's some other, I'd like to talk about some titties too. But for 90 5% of the conversation that I want to have is, uh, hey, how'd this start? How do we make sure this doesn't happen again? Hey, China, you, I think you have to put your cards on the table. I don't think you get a choice in this. And then if the, then you then you watch how fast they roll back the numbers. Then, oh, really, it wasn't 6.3. You know what? Well, we might have miscounted. It could have been this, that. Nope, nope, no. The official number... Is 6.3, 6.4 million people. We got to make sure this never happens again. So, hey there, uh, secret bio lab in Wuhan. We got to go in. We got it. This is like, you can't let this slide. For the love of God. You can't let this slide. Here's, and here's some more things you can't let slide. Hey, how about, how about could we keep an eye on uh, Iran and the nukes? Can we keep... Can we keep uh, one eyeball on that? That might be something smart we should do. It's like, it's freaking unbelievable to me 
how the media tries to, to force these narratives and political parties try to force this narrative when you see, oh, there's, there's going to be an uh, unprecedented food crisis going to waste. Okay, so, so don't, don't stop the farmers from farming, dumb shits. Hey, six million people are dead. Oh, I guess we'll never know how that happened. Hey, how are the, how are the Iranians coming along with their nukes? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then you got, uh, you got end of quote, repeat the line in there. Just, that's just elder abuse at this point. It's just elder abuse. <laughs> and, the, and the price of oil and strategic oil reserves and, and gas is going to China. Holy crap. We got to make some big changes. And this, and this goes to, uh, here's another one. Here's another one. Just millions of people. Coming across our border. We don't know who they are. They busted a couple dudes who were on some watch list and they were going to have some bang, bang, shoot them up party on July 4th. But somebody from the, uh, somebody found out about them. They got busted, let alone the gang members. Oh, it's got to be so frustrating to beat Donald Trump. It's got to be so frustrating. And all these all these people in, in, in positions of power just kind of shrugging their shoulders and talking about, oh, there's a crisis at the border. What? Oh, B- Biden needs to step up and do. Why won't Biden look at? I went down to and if, man. If one more dumb shit conservative goes down to the border and makes himself a little video, here I am standing on the border. You can see him right behind me. Motherfucker, do something. <laughs> yes, I can see him. I've seen him right behind you for for over a year now. It's almost like we need a wall. It's almost. It's almost like a, uh, a big kind of physical barrier would be a big, uh, big, big help. And you got Greg Abbott. We're going to go and we're going to send them back. And they're not sending them back. I was so bummed out about that. You'd think that like these governors would be able to protect their own borders. Like, fuck the feds. I'm getting, so, I'm getting salty. I'm getting salty. Foul language warning. But you'd think these, uh, these governors would be, are you not allowed to protect your own border? What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? Get the National Guard out there. I'm serious. We're like, start firing warning shots. Send up some flares, loud booms. You can't just slowly but surely invade a country. And I love how, oh, I've had it with the pundits. I've had it with the pundits. And this is an invasion. And this, it is an invasion, like, the, oh, now I'm impressed. Oh, I'm impressed. He used the word invasion. What else are you going to fucking call it? Okay. Whoo! We got we to gotta save some time for uh, Hunter Biden here. Because that's another one. This is my narrative. Welcome to, welcome to my narrative. Boy, I wish I could, I wish I could play something sing-songy for that. Welcome to my narrative. So Hunter Biden... The, the guy who just wants to get caught. And I really think about it like that. I really do. I've said it before on the show. This, you don't do the shit that uh, he does unless, unless you want to get busted. And I go, and I, I'm not. It's like uh, Robert Downey Jr. Hunter Biden is one of those dudes who's not going to thrive uh, in rehab. He's got to go to jail. And it's like... Robert Downey Jr. I'm not. I'm not saying that that Hunter Biden is going to be the next Iron Man, although that that would be a funny mashup kind of meme. 
to put Hunter Biden's head inside the Iron Man helmet and just have him like uh, trying to find crack and hookers and stuff. Some people, they they have to lose everything. They have to hit rock bottom. Some people are lucky. The elevator ha- doesn't have to go all the way down to the bottom floor. But some people are like Hunter and they need it. That's the only way they're going to get better. And as long as this dude is out there gallivanting around. Oh, gallivanting! <laughs> but it's true. As long as he's out there gallivanting around, leaving laptops hither, hither and yon and uh, having voicemails that he saved and leaving rental cars in the desert, he's been doing this shit for almost 20 years. Just his Joe Biden had, uh, I believe it was the Navy, they invented a position. They invented a position for Hunter Biden so he could have a job and go and and then he would have like, you know, Navy service on his track record. They know how the game is played. Joe, Joe might not know how to tie his shoelaces. He may not know how to ride a bike. He may not know how to read a teleprompter, end of quote, repeat the line. But he does know how to get reelected and he knows how to prop up his kids. So he had the Navy invent a position for Hunter. And you didn't need to go to basic. You didn't need to know shit. You, your name just had to be fucking Hunter Biden. <laughs> and you could go to, and you had a job. They, I, I think he made it a, a, a week, maybe one weekend before he failed a drug test and they kicked him out. And it's like uh, the Navy drug test is right up there with like an NFL drug test. Listen, if you fail the NFL drug test, they have to warn you. They have to tell you. They can't do these surprise. Uh-oh. No, everybody's ready. If you fail a drug test like that, you got a problem. And there's a hunk of you that wants to get caught. So here's the latest and the greatest uh, for Hunter. I guess in text messages, and I'm going to say the word. I'm going to say the C word. Everybody cover your ears. This is Hunter Biden, allegedly, describing Jill as a selfish, silly, Entitled cunt. Okay. So uh, he's on record as calling Jill, his, uh, his stepmom, a selfish, silly, entitled cunt. Now, that's someone that you know your dad cares about. That's a, that's, that's a, way, to, that's a way to get in trouble. That's like uh, uh, on, on Leave it to Beaver <laughs> when, when the beav would mess up something of his dad's. He wants that attention. And here's the problem. Like, uh, junior psychotherapist me over here, I don't don't care what Hunter does unless he's the son of the poor moron in the White House. And unless Hunter's getting sweetheart deals with Ukraine and sweetheart deals with China, and that's affecting our foreign policy. And I do don't know how much else, well, I said I was talking about it last week. The, the media is a co-conspirator in all this. The way the media treated the, the laptop story when it came out. Trust in the media is at an all-time low. There's some good news. There's some good news. They are running cover for everyone in the, in the Biden administration and all this good stuff. I, I guarantee... I would guarantee that Joe's 
decisions and his people's decisions and what he does with China and the Ukraine? Hell yes. Hell yes. There, he's compromised. He's directly affected by this. Oh, I can't mess up with China. Hunter gets a big paycheck from them, and then I get 10%, 10% for the big guy. So, and, and like, if a moron like me can draw that connection, just see it, hey, that could, that, that's a definite, that's a legitimate possibility. I think we should probably look into that as a legitimate possibility. End of quote, repeat the line. Mmm, that's some delicious sugar-free Redville. Redville? Oh my gosh. I can't speak. Oh, before we switch over to talk about uh, Stranger Things, Kenobi, and Elon Musk and the Twitter deal, all the hot takes on all the hot takes on Elon Musk buying Twitter. I think here's my hot take. I think it's gonna work out. I think Elon Musk knows what he's doing with stuff like this, and uh, I think it was uh, pretty. Uh, I think it was a business 101. You know what a great thing to do when, when you think you're getting screwed over in a business deal? You walk away. But we'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about that on the Patreon segment. Oh, that sounds so sweet. We're going to talk about Chick-fil-A. I was on, remember Leland Vittert? Leland Vittert has a new show. Uh, they're based out of Chicago. Wonderful show. Leland Vittert, good guy. Good guy, Leland Vittert. He's going to come see me do stand-up when I'm in Chicago. I'll let you guys know, too. Mm, we talked about Chick-fil-A. And how delicious it was. <laughs> we'll talk about Chick-fil-A. We're going to talk about Chick-fil-A. Uh, we're going to talk about the Georgia Guidestones. There's a huge segment. Come on over. Let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just go over to Patreon. Let's just go and got the party on. We're going to Patreon. Gonna party on. Be my friend on Patreon. Gonna get my pants on. Get them gone. I'm gonna Patreon. Get it on. Thanks for indulging me. You guys are the best. I'll see you soon. Ooh, one more question. I'm just going to